love God with everything you have. And second is, is to love your neighbor as yourself. And again, I love what, even though the, the guy just said, hey, what's the most important thing? In the mind of Jesus, in the eyes of Jesus, these two are inseparable. That if you love God, because God loves people, you will what? You will love people. So again, the first is love God, but from that flows, you got to love people. Like that's, that's what's important in life. So if you ever meet somebody who's like, man, I love God, but I cannot stand being around people. Maybe they don't love God as much as they say, right? Like I know some people are more people, people, <laughs> than others. But the reality is, if you love God, that should stir within you like, all right, I'm, I'm going to love people. Even though I don't always feel like it, I'm going to love people. He says, what's most important? To love God and to love people. I had a, I've talked about him before, a friend in college named Robbie. Um, and Rob, man, he, he's, he's like me, kind of acts goofy and stupid and stuff. Um, but we had this other friend in college whose name was Ray. And Ray was one of those people, and like, this just sounds mean, but he was one of those people who was just all the time super spiritual. You know what I mean? So like, when you saw him coming, you're like, Oh, shoot, you've been, your, you've been doing your devotional, dude? Because here comes Ray. Like, like, he's about to roast us. So I remember one day, uh, Robbie and I were standing in the courtyard of our little tiny college. We'd be kind of, I mean, it's not even close to being comparable. It'd be kind of like standing in Memorial Circle at Tech or like in the, I can't think of what it's called, but LCU, that big, like, green area where the big bird is. Chaparral? The mall, thank you. Okay, so is that right, the mall? Y'all with me? Someone shake your head. Okay, all right, thank you. So um, we're standing there, and Ray comes up. And sure enough, we're like, here it comes, dude. All right, here it comes. And Ray, I'm, I'm going to try to impersonate his accent. I can't remember where he was from, but he just had this awesome accent. And so he comes walking up. He's about Ray, gosh, now he's probably, I'm 31. Ray's probably 50 now. So Ray walks up, and he goes, Robbie. I'm not sure why I picked on Robbie. He's, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie. Yes, sir. <laughs> Robbie, do you love God? <laughs> Out of nowhere. This is like par for the course for Ray. And Robbie's like, yeah, I do. No, no, no. Robbie, do you love God? And Robbie's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. Robbie, do you love God? <laughs> and Robbie seriously goes, I don't know, man. I thought I did. <laughs> like, like, I don't know what to say right now. What is going on? And it's so funny because we go back to the dorm, and Robbie really was like, it was kind of wrestling. He's like, man, I don't know why Ray did that, but it is tripping me out. <laughs> like, what is going on? Here's why I share that, like, ridiculous story. I really don't know to this day why Ray did that to Robbie. But <laughs> there was, like, no, like, here's why I'm asking you. It's just, all right, there you go. This passage, it, like, it's really simple. Like, I, I don't have to stand up here for hours and like, so what it means to love God. Like, he just says the most important thing for you to do in life, the, your top priority, the, the biggest commandment is to love God. And from that flows loving people. Like that, that's, none of you are like, wow, I've never heard that. I've never thought about that. Like that's not earth shattering. But here's the question. Do you love God? <laughs> In all seriousness, like, it's really easy to talk about this, right? And yeah, most important commandment, love God, of course. But, but do you? 
And I wish there was a mirror right here for everything I say to just like realize I'm talking to me tonight because like that's what's going on, all right? Do you, do you really love God? Not just know about Him, not just do some things for Him, but do you love God? And I, I want to kind of pause for a second just to be clear. Jesus is speaking from a kingdom mindset. In no, and I'm going to see this. In no way is he saying, here's how you become a Christian, how you get saved is you have to love me and love people. Here, here's how we know that's true. Look down at the bottom. Uh, let's pick up 32. So after Jesus gives the answer, it says, and the scribe said to him, you're right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one and there is no other besides him. And to love him with all the heart and with all and with all the understanding, with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Here's the key. And when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. It says that no one dared to ask him any more questions. Roasted. <laughs> Here's the key. So Jesus doesn't say, oh, wow, you understand you need to love God and love people? You're in the kingdom. He says, you're close. And I don't think it's like a, you're close. Like he's genuinely saying, you're close. So here's what I want you to see. Going through life just saying, yeah, I love God. He's cool. I love people. That doesn't make you a Christian. What this man lacked was realizing that he was a sinner who, and as much as he could try, could never perfectly love God and love people, but that Jesus had done that for him, and that he needed to trust Jesus as his Savior, right? We've been singing about the gospel, right? That Jesus, the Lamb of God in my place, that Jesus lived the life I could never live, died the death that I deserved, then rose again, conquering death, conquering Satan, conquering sin, and offering me hope and eternal life with him, if we turn to him. So the way to become a Christian is not to say, I'm going to love God, I'm going to love people, that can sometimes turn into like just this cultural Christianity of like, yeah, I'm a good West Texas kid. Person, sorry, not kids. Um, well, kind of sort of. Anyways, but that, that, that's not how you become a Christian. It's trusting Jesus. But from Jesus' perspective in the kingdom, once you're in the kingdom, once you trust Jesus, the most important thing for you to do is to what? Or the, the two really you could say are to what? Love God, love people. So again, now that we can understand this is not about how to earn your salvation because you can't earn it. Jesus did that for you. This is about once you're a Christian, what's most important in life? And Jesus says, love God, love people. With everything. With everything you have. I, I want to, we're going to kind of camp out more on the first idea just for a few minutes of loving God because again I really do believe like what Jesus is saying is that the second one is you can't separate it but it flows from it so if you get love of God right it, it kind of flows into loving people y'all with me so we're going to kind of camp out there for a second how ridiculous would it be we'll just pick on Lauren and I if uh, let's say that you went back uh, six and a half years ago and you were at our wedding at the Rabot Club and so beautiful and pretty, and we're doing the vows. And they're like, Brandon, do you take Lauren, and will you love her unconditionally? And I'm like, I mean, I'm going to love her, but maybe not with everything. <laughs> you would be like, she's going to kill him, right? <laughs> like, that, that would be ridiculous, right? How many of us, though, in our Christian lives, like, we, yeah, I, I'm all in God, but then as, as time goes, we're kind of like, Mal, I love you, but like I gotta reserve a little bit for for what I want to love. 
it, it's so easy to get distracted by so many things and have so many other priorities than loving God first. I don't know about y'all, which maybe you're not a nerd like me and don't use reminders, but like on my reminder app on my iPhone, I have like nine things right now. Like, so every time I hit my phone, it's like nine reminders that you've failed to do, right? And you have all the calendar reminders and, or invites, notifications, or maybe you have the old school planner, nothing wrong with that. Or maybe you're like not a to-do checklist person, but you still in your mind and your heart, you have like priorities and things. And we have so many things pulling us away and distracting us from, from what is most important, which Jesus says is to love him and to love people. Do y'all struggle with that too? I don't know about y'all, but I have a lot of things that pull me away from that first love. And add to that, you ever notice, and don't, if you're like sitting by your ooh, boyfriend, girlfriend, don't, uh, you know, make this weird. But the reality is, in a relationship, things can tend, over time, to grow cold and distant. Y'all with me? Don't shake your head yes too much. <laughs> yeah, thing, that, that's, that's, that's a reality. Like, we're not, like, that, that's reality. Um. That's why they call it like you, you get past the honeymoon phase, right? So everything's great and good at first. They're just perfect. And after a few months, you're like, they're not so perfect, right? Like things, things, can, things can grow cold over time. I think for a lot of Christians, that's what happens. Like you know you get saved. Like, man, I need to love God. I need to love people. And over time, it's like, yeah, God's cool and all I can. But I have all these other things to, to focus on. I, I got to make sure I got to get your grades. I really, I really like this gal over here, she's beautiful. I'm going to spend some time, on, time with her. Or, man, I, I really, I'm really into sports. I'm really into pursuing this career, so I'm going to focus on this. And then it's like, yeah, I still love Jesus. He's cool, but, but I have all these other fo- things I'm focusing on. He says the most important thing is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. You know, um, like when we have our home group and we have s'mores and stuff, we'll have a little fire pit in the back. If I, if I start a fire and it's really, really hot and really good, it'll last for a while, but to keep that fire going, what do I have to do? Sorry, I, I heard, blah, 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 blah. what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you have to add more wood to the fire. What else? Huh? Stoke it. Yeah, I got to tend to it, right? I can't just like, our, our, is it an eternal flame of love, right? Like, that's not going to happen. I got, I, got to, I got to tend to it. I got to go back out there and stir it around and take some time, throw some more wood on it, right? A relationship, any relationship is like that, right? It's not just like, it's not like Lauren and I got married. And I'm like, all right, see you in 50 years and I'll feel the same way. No, like, I, I got to tend to it. I got to I care for it, right? So, and this is not, like, don't let you like, make this worry, don't let this make you worry, this is just reality, so there may be a time where it's like, man, I feel distant from Lauren, we need to go have a date night, right, we need to spend some time together, or I need to surprise her with some flowers, because I, I want it to stay fiery, right, <laughs> I, want, I, want, I, want, I want to stoke the fire a little bit, creeping you guys out, your, hey, listen, your relationship with God is no different. If you don't tend to it and stoke the fire a little bit and throw some more wood on it, which something like, think about wood, like, you have to give things up sometimes. Like, the wood is, like, sacrificial almost, right? You have, you have to stoke the fire and, and add some wood every now and then. Because, again, if loving God is going to be a priority, it's going to be your first love, it's going to take some tender love and care, okay? So here's what I want to do real quick. I, I know this is, like, 
we're getting, maybe you could say like, the Bible doesn't say specifically these things, but I want to give you some tools to help you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So here's some ways, real quick, to kind of stoke the fire. So here's the first thing. Confess that you need help. <laughs> or you could say, confess that you've maybe not been loving God like you should. God is not a fool. He's not like, oh, wow, Brandon, I didn't know that you haven't been talking to me as much, really. Like, he knows, right? He knows when your heart is wandering after something else. He knows when you're spending more time thinking about whatever it is than him. He knows when you're pursuing and desiring something more than him. So why not just say, hey, Jesus, like, I've kind of been wandering in my heart and in my mind, and I, I want to confess that to you, and I want to, I want to make this right, and I want, to, I want to return to where I started. I want to come back to loving you first, and I need your help, because I, I got a cold, sinful heart, and I need your help. Confess. The second thing, and, this, and really these are things that are true, this is not like rocket science, these are things that are true of any relationship. Now please, oh my gosh, please do not take these and, oh these will help but my relationship with my boyfriend girlfriend. Do not go there because then you're making that your first love. Not the biggest priority, right? Alright, so the second thing, every relationship needs quality and quantity time, right? So if I like, if, if we'll just keep using Lauren and I example, if, if I'm like, man, I'm feeling distant from Lauren. I feel like our relationship's kind of growing cold. My love for her is growing cold. And if Pastor Larry, one of my mentor figures, was like, well, Brandon, how much, when's the last time you had some good time? How much time have you been spend, spending with her? Well, it's been a month since I've talked to her. Like, uh, right? Like, this is not rocket science. But we do that with God all the time, right? Or let's be more real. Like, honestly, even if I go a day without talking to Lauren, it feels a little distant. So why, when we go a day without talking to God, are we like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? I just feel so distant from him. I don't feel like I love him anymore. Well, have you been hanging out with him? Have you been talking to him? Right? To love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, it's going to require quality and quantity time. Like carving out some intentional time to spend with him. And here's the deal, when you do that, like, you're going to open up some clear communication again, right? So, and I'm, I'm kind of being abstract, and we'll get more concrete here in a second, but like, um, quality and quantity opens up clear communication, but with that, you've got to find what works. So here, so let me be clear. So, just, or let me give an example. So for Lauren and I, when, when I was in seminary, and she was still in Jacksonville, dating long distance, four years, kind of crazy, um, what we found worked for us for quality time with quantity time and uh, like open up clear communication that worked for us was, I've told you this before, every day, the, the Maddoxes can vouch for this, they saw me do it on weekends, every day at 9 o'clock I would call her. FaceTime wasn't a thing yet because we're old. <laughs> but I would call, text wouldn't do it, text wasn't good enough communication, it wasn't quality time, so every day... I would leave the library, a loser at the library every night at 9 o'clock, and they'd be like, tell Lauren we said hey, because they knew that's what I was going to do. That, that was the rhythm we found that worked. You need to do that with your relationship with God. If you want to love Him first and make that a priority, priority, then you've got to carve out some time to have quality, quantity time, and figure out what works. 
So maybe that's just not like a sermon on devotional life. Maybe that means in the morning, like sitting down and, and getting to his word and praying and talking with him. Maybe that's at night. Maybe that's after school. Maybe that's, I don't know what the rhythms you need to create are, but do those things to have quality time with him. Because again, the most important thing is to love him. And from that flows loving people. The second thing, or the third thing I should say, um, is do things that stir your affection. Do things that stir your affection. What I mean by that is um, there are things that you can do in your relationship with God that kind of stir up your love for Him. So for some of y'all, that's listening to Christian radio. Like some of y'all are like, I cannot stand Christian music. That's okay. I'm not going to hate you for that because I don't always like it either, okay? But, so if, but for real though, I'm saying this kind of weird, but seriously, if like when you listen to Christian music, if you're just, your soul is stirred and you're like, man, I just love Jesus, and it like stirs your mind for him and your heart for him, then do that, right? Then do that. If, if it's going and getting away and like going on a hike, I'm not trying to like turn you into a bunch of hippies, but like going to, on a hike somewhere or getting away and having some alone time, then do that, Right? Do things that stir your affection for Jesus. If the most important thing we can do is to love him and from that love people, then we need to do things that stir up that affection. If, hopefully this is true, if coming to church stirs your affection, well then come to church, right? <laughs> do things that stir your affection for Jesus. If, if going to wherever, Yellow House, J&B, I don't know, I don't care, Sugar Browns, um, and having a cup of coffee with a Christian friend and talking about what God's doing in your life stirs your affection for Jesus, encourages you to love him with all that you have, then do that, right? Then do that. Lauren and I, like, when we go biking together, that just, like, stirs my love for her. So we go biking occasionally, right? Now that she has um, twins in her little belly, then uh, we don't really go do that right now because it's kind of dangerous. But, um, yeah, do things that stir your affection. The next one, how do I say this? Deal, sorry, deal, D-E-A-L, deal with things that steal your affection. Deal with things that steal your affection for Jesus. It's really easy. I'm still kind of wrestling with this, but I, I love the office. But sometimes I can be like, walking with Jesus, doing so good, and I can, again, I'm not like saying don't watch The Office, we've watched it, we're on a third time now, but, but I'm starting to wonder, like, I'm afraid that sometimes it kind of steals my affection. I'm not getting legalistic, legalistic, do not hear me saying you can't watch The Office, but I'm trying to be aware of some things that steal my affection. Y'all with me? Um, just to be honest, like, there's nothing wrong with social media. I have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, which I know is not everything, but like I have social media accounts. And if I'm on them too much, it kind of steals my affection. I get distracted. So I'm trying to kind of trim that back and say, hey, I want to do things that stir my affection and not do things that steal my affection because loving God is the most important thing in this life. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trim that back a little bit. Y'all with me? The last one, little tip I'm going to give you is Remember who he is and what he's done for you. One of the reasons that we carry pictures of people that we love with us is because it reminds us like, just who they are, right? I have a picture of Lauren from our wedding day right beside my desk, and it's just nice to look over and be like, that's my boo. <laughs> 
Our kids are going to be like, you're so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to look at that picture and just be reminded. Like when I was in India for a couple of weeks last spring, it was nice to be able to put my phone and just scroll through pictures of us and remember who she is, right? And like, I mean, not that I forgot, but like, <laughs> who is this woman? <laughs> but no, there's something about like just re- stirring those thoughts of like, this is, this is who she is. It stirs my affection for her. I think one of the biggest reasons that we struggle to love God first and foremost with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, all our strength is because we forget how much he loves us. <laughs> you know, the Bible actually doesn't talk a whole lot about command, the commandment of to love God because most of the Bible is telling us how much he loves us. <laughs> but for some reason, we seem to forget that. I really do believe if we would realize that how much he loves us, what he's done for us, the fact that he pulled us out of the miry pit of sin, rescued us, for, has forgiven us, given us a hope in the future, we remember that, that should cause us, stir us, say, I want to love you. Like honestly, when, which now, man, we love love because it's our home, but when Lauren and I first moved out here, and it was like, we're driving in the U-Haul into the dirt storm, and like, we're leaving the beaches of Florida, we're coming into the dirt storm, and she's crying in the passenger seat, I'm like, one, I feel like a jerk. <laughs> Two, this girl loves me, right? And so, like, from that, it was kind of this thing of, like, man, look at, like, the love she has for me. I want to love her really well, right? I want to have affections for her because of what she's done for me. When you remember who Jesus is, and we're about to see next week, like, uh, maybe the week after, like, what he does on the cross, when you remember what he's done for you, the, the depth of his love, you can't help but have your affections stirred for him. Remember who he is and what he's done. And some of you may say, well, this, this seems a little selfish that God's saying we have to love him first. Like, who does he think he is? It would actually be unloving for God not to command this. If God really is bigger and better than anything or anyone, the most satisfying being, that there's no one like him, nothing satisfies our soul like him, it would be unloving for him to say, sure, just love whatever you want, make your first priority whatever you want. No, actually, in telling us to love him first, to make that our first priority, it's actually loving. <laughs> to say, hey, you should love me. It's what's best for you. Trust me. And don't you, those of you that have been walking with Christ for a little while, don't you agree with that? That, that the more you love him, the more satisfied you are? <laughs> so it really, it's not, it's not really selfish. It's actually loving for him to command us to love him. The most important thing you can do in this life your biggest priority should be to love him with everything you have and to love people well. Here's the deal, y'all. When you stand before God, when we stand before God one day, e- even as believers, I don't, much, I don't want to be like, hey, God, you know, I, I tried to make the most of my life. I got straight A's in school. Aren't you proud of me? I'm sure he's proud of that, but I think he's going to go, yeah. but did you love me and did you love people? <laughs> God, look, I, I was so busy for you. I went to church all the time. I actually went to three different churches, actually four different churches, and I went to Bible study every night because I'm my boss. And God, I went on a mission trip. Well, I'm not hating on that. I'm just, sorry. And, and, I, went, and I went to on these, all these mission trips. Look at all I did for you. And he's going to say, but did, did you love me? That's what was, what was important. Did you love me and did you love people? I don't want to stand before God and say, God, I, 
man, you know that I, I made the most of my career. I, I sought to be the best in my career field. I sought that job that I thought would just really fulfill me. No, I, I want to stand before him and say, God, I, I did my best to love you first and to love people well. Y'all, don't waste your life. The most important thing, according to Jesus, that you can do in this life is love him and love people. And again, don't wait till you graduate college. I think so many of us, I'm not in college anymore, so many of you are tempted to say, all right, I'm going to kind of do my thing now, but when, when I graduate college and settle down, then I'm going to love God first and love people well. You don't know if you have tomorrow. Don't waste your life. Love Him with everything you have and love people. It's interesting. Sometimes like, it can seem odd, but it's really actually a cool thing. Some of y'all, I've seen this before. Sometimes married couples will renew their vows. Y'all heard of that or seen that? And they literally, like, sometimes they have, like, a whole, like, ceremony almost. They're not getting remarried. They're already married. But it's coming and saying, hey, we're already in a relationship. We're already in this covenant. But maybe I've not loved you with everything I should have. So I want to renew, I want to commit to you to love you first. And to love you with everything I have. And repent for not loving you like I should. So here's what I want us to do tonight. I think a lot of us, me included, so often wander from loving God first. And with that, loving people as we should. I think probably most of us in the room tonight need to kind of renew our vows, so to speak. (laughs) To stand before Jesus and say, hey, I, as a Christian, if you if you already trusted him as Savior, I know we're in this covenant, this relationship, but I've not been loving you like I should. I, I know that no one comes close to you, and I want to I want to come back to pursuing you first and loving you first because I know that you are what matters most. So here in a second, as we sing, I, I want you to do that. And if you're not a Christian tonight then realize that Jesus is inviting you into the most incredible love relationship that you could ever imagine. And that that sounds kind of weird. Man, it's not this girly thing. It's amazing. Man, what an incredible Savior and Father He is. So tonight, I'm going to go ahead and have have the band come up. If y'all would just bow your head and close your eyes for a second. And I want you just to consider, first of all, if you're not a Christian, man, it's tonight's your night. It's tonight the night that you realize, you know what? It's not about trying to earn something. Jesus has already paid the price for my sin. And tonight, I want to surrender to him. Tonight, I want to enter into a relationship with him. But for a lot of us who are Christians, maybe it is. Like I said, it's saying, all right, Jesus, <laughs> I need to renew these vows, so to speak. I want to love you and make Loving you, walking with you, my first priority. It's not easy, but I want to make that central in my life. Just make that your prayer if that's what you need to do tonight.
God, I pray that as we sing this song, Lord, that you would stir our hearts, our affections for you, that we would realize how much you love us, that your heart never quits pursuing us. Lord, that because of that, we would want to pursue you. God, there's so many things that distract us. We confess that, Lord. We get so easily distracted and googly-eyed over ridiculous things that this world has to offer. Lord, help us to turn from those and to turn back to you, to love you with all that we have. And to, from that, God, love people because you love them. God, help us to pursue you even as we sing this song. So you know we pray. Amen.